This is The Top, where I interview entrepreneurs who are number one or number two in their industry in terms of revenue or customer base. You'll learn how much revenue they're making, what their marketing funnel looks like, and how many customers they have. I'm now at $20,000 per talk. Five and six million. He is hell-bent on global domination. We just broke our 100,000 unit soul mark. And I'm your host, Nathan Latka. In the last episode, number 20, you heard from Jordan Harbinger, who makes 64,000 bucks a week with live events where just eight men attend each week. Okay, Top Tribe, I told you if you went to iTunes and gave us a rating and review that I would call you out and tell everyone just how cool your business is. So thank you so much to Hunter Orell, Greg Hickman with System.ly, William Townsend with Mass Mutual, Shelly Webb with ShellyWebb.com. Big thanks to Christina Kehoe, who is the Partner Communications Lead at Infusionsoft. And you can find her on Twitter at Christina A. Kehoe, K-E-H-O-E. Big thanks to Mia Sims for the five-star review, along with Michael Kawula with SelfEmployedKing.com. Big thank you to Dr. Cameron for your five-star review, along with Judy Rodman, Christina Sullivan, Katrina Moody, Matt Pisquinelli with www.pasquinilli.com. And lastly, of course, thank you for the five-star reviews from my good friend Jennifer Boyett, Lunchbox Leroy, Caleb Hodges out there on the West Coast. Big thanks to The Seller Guy for your five-star review. And big thanks to Keegan Devant with high5box.com for your great five-star reviews. Now, thousands of people are downloading the show. If you want me to call you out on the show and thank you and tell everyone just how cool your business is, go to iTunes, subscribe, and then give me a rating and review. Okay, guys, our guest today is John Lee Dumas. He is the founder and host of Entrepreneur on Fire, an award-winning podcast revealing the journey of today's most inspiring entrepreneurs seven days a week. Entrepreneur on Fire generates over $250,000 a month in revenue, and last month in June, it did over $360,000, which we'll talk about in this episode. He also offers a free 15-day course on podcasting at freepodcastcourse.com, and with over 1 million unique listens a month, Entrepreneur on Fire has inspired Fire Nation to take control of their life and take the entrepreneurial Leap. John, are you ready to take us to the top? Nathan, I am prepared to ignite, brother. <laughs> I love it. We got to ignite at the top. <laughs> <laughs> so, hey, John, look, we're going to have a great show today. First off, I love that you put all of your income reports online because it's really going to allow me to dive in. And for the top tribe listening right now, you guys can check out John's income reports at entrepreneuronfire.com forward slash income 22. That's the one for June. So, John, you know, I'm going to dive right in there. People listening who are students, like Kara at Virginia Tech that want to maybe drop out and start their own business. There are bloggers and influencers that want to figure out how to build a real business and they want to learn from you. So walk us through what you're selling on at Entrepreneur on Fire. Entrepreneur on Fire started off by just interviewing inspiring and successful entrepreneurs. And I didn't know where I was going to go from there, Nathan. But what happened was the podcast itself became a success. And then people started saying, hey, how are you doing that? How are you creating, growing, and monetizing a podcast? And that's when the light bulb went off. And I said, 
well, why not create a podcasting community that teaches people how to do just that? So back in October of 2013, we launched Podcasters Paradise, which is now the number one podcasting community in the world that teaches people how to create, grow, and monetize their own podcast. And I know you're a numbers guy, so I'll share some, but sure. to date, we've done over $3 million in revenue just within Podcasters Paradise alone, our community. And we have over 2,500 members um, who are incredibly active. Is on that, the are those customers, group. John? Are 2,500 members, is that same as customers? Same as customers, okay. yeah. We, we like to call them family members. You know, that's, that's, that's who they are. They've joined Podcasters Paradise. They're in the community. Yep, and, and, I, and I love that. So walk us through price point. You've done over 3 million. Obviously, they can do the math and divide into 2,500, but what is the price point on Podcasters Paradise? Yeah, they could do the, the math, but then they would be wrong just because <laughs> I've done um, an interesting pricing. You know, when, when we launched, there wasn't a ton in Podcasters Paradise. There were some great tutorials. There was a Facebook group, but you know there wasn't a lot of content within, and we were still figuring out ourselves. So we launched. Um, we pre-launched at actually one ninety-seven, one hundred ninety-seven dollars, and then forty-five days later, we actually did our real launch at four ninety-seven. And then since then, about every quarter, Nathan, we've bumped the price up about a hundred dollars, approximately, give or take, sometimes more. And now our price point as it sits today is twelve ninety seven or fifteen payments of ninety nine dollars. Oh, God. so holy mackerel! You just gave. I want to dive into a bunch of these different tactics. You said it like it was sure. gravy, but I know people are wondering right now. <laughs> so the pre launch for forty five days. What was your intention there? Why not just start off and launch it at four ninety seven? Because I didn't have a thing created for Podcasters Paradise, and I was not going to create or spend a minute of time creating any of the content within until I had proof of concept. So I said, listen, everybody's telling me that they want to have this community. Well, put your money where your mouth is. Vote with your wallet. If you want to be part of this community, be an early bird adopter, be a founding member, the doors will not be opening for 45 days. But if you join now, you're going to get in for 197. When I open the doors in 45 days, it will be 497 and it will only go up from there. So I had 35 people join on that webinar that I did for that pre-launch webinar. So that's How many people 7, were on that 000. webinar, John? Uh, about 85 people. Got it. And how did you very, fill that? How'd you fill the webinar? How'd you get registrations? It was very qualified. It was through my email list that I've been building for about a year up to that point. So I sent an email out and just said, hey guys, a lot of people have been curious about podcasting. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to hold a webinar about podcasting and let you know about uh, the community that I'm going to launch. Smart. So how big was that email list when you sent it out on that for, for the first webinar? There's about 4,000 people on the email list. We had about 600 signups. We had you know, just under 100 people show up live. Then a lot of people watch the replay as well. I um, see. So that was the focus. And again, the email list wasn't a focus list as far as just people who are interested in podcasting. They're interested in the whole brand. Um, so that's why I feel like there was a lower signup rate for the actual webinar than we've since seen going forward when we've had much more targeted campaigns. And real quick, John, how did you, you know, for the, you know, we have a lot of SaaS entrepreneurs listening, software as a service. Yes. They're highly technical. They focus on lifetime value, ARPU, customer acquisition cost. And they're always, you know, they get the metrics, but they don't sometimes understand distribution, like how to build an email list. Walk me through just real quick. How did you get your, those first 4,000 emails? 
that was the biggest thing about podcasting that I loved is that it allowed me to build an audience utilizing and leveraging other directories. Those directories being iTunes, Stitcher Radio, SoundCloud. So these directories that had massive listener bases were finding Entrepreneur on Fire, the podcast that I interviewed great entrepreneurs like Nathan himself. And on the intros and outros, I would give a strong call to action saying, hey guys, if you want to get the show notes, like everything that we talked about from today's episode, go to eofire.com and you're going to be able to get these show notes. It'll be linked up there. And plus, I have some gifts and some giveaways. And all those gifts and giveaways were email opt-ins, like the top 12 resources for entrepreneurs, 11 habits of successful entrepreneurs. And that, so once I got people to the website, it was Sorry, really, John. Uh, sorry, real quick. Was it a text on the podcast? You told them to text something or you told them to go to a link? I told them to go to a link because at the time, lead digits, which I do now use, by the way, to text in, uh-huh. um, wasn't, wasn't available. So I back see. then, it was just... Hey, go to eofire.com. And, and that was my driving force. Now I use lead digits absolutely and say, hey, text eofire to 33444. Boom, you're on my email list. So, just like that. So, so weird question, because you're the guy to ask. You have the obviously the largest community here. So, so talking metrics, you have the largest sample size. If you had a thousand downloads back when you were doing, hey guys, go to this link to sign up versus a thousand downloads or a thousand listens now where you're telling people to text in. Of the a thousand that were going to the link to your website, again, a thousand downloads, how many would actually go to your website about? I would say it's three X more will actually opt in via text and will go to the actual website. So let's just say that a hundred people um, would, would potentially out of a thousand would go to the website. I get probably 300 text wow. opt-ins. That's comparatively. a huge increase. Amazing. Because everybody's listening on their smartphones. Yeah. So let me break this down. Then we're going to go down the funnel even more. So you launch Entrepreneur on Fire. In October 2013, you do a pre-launch at 197 for your brand new community centered on, again, Fire Nation, Entrepreneur on Fire. You sent an e- you uh, on those podcasts, you told people to go to a link. And for about every 1,000 downloads, you got 100 people to opt in. You did that to build your email list to 4,000 people. When you emailed a webinar out to those 4,000 people, about this pre-launch for your new community, 600 of the 4,000 email subscribers signed up, 85 showed up live on the webinar, and 35 purchased at 197. And you hadn't done a lick of work yet at that point on what would actually be inside the community. You wanted to validate your idea first, right? Exactly. And that validation was $5,000 or higher. So I did have my number. I think that's important to have going in. You have to have that minimum number. Ah, so smart. So you wouldn't have done it. Would you really not have done it if no. you didn't hit 5,000? Not at all. I would have refunded and said, hey, there's a better idea out there and I'm going to spend my time <sighs> finding that. That is like gold, John. I love that. So set a goal, guys, and be disciplined. If you don't hit it, re- refocus and come up with a better idea. So John, you then went live. You stuck to exactly what you said. Hey guys, if you don't sign up now for 197, you're going to have to pay 497 at launch. So you launched it. Do you remember when you launched it publicly, how many maybe sales you got, let's say in the first week at 497? Yeah, the first week was a great week. We actually did an additional 50 sales that first day of opening the doors at 497 because now it was real. There was something there. We could take people behind the scenes during the webinar, do a screen share, show them the community, show them the Facebook group, all the tutorials, and it made it real for people. And we had a lot of bonuses too that was just for that first day. So we did 50 sales on that very first day at 497. Wow. And then this is what I want to, you know, we're, we're coming up to my favorite part of the show. My, you can, I don't know if you guys can hear through the microphone. My, my heart is pounding. I get excited about this thing. But. <laughs> 
If you are loving this episode, you will love episode number eight, where we talk to the head of strategy at GoPro, responsible for taking them from $300,000 a year in sales to $300 million in sales. And to celebrate the top tribe, I am giving you guys the chance to win a GoPro and my top three favorite business books. In order to win, simply text the word Nathan to 33. 444. Again, N-A-T-H-A-N to 33444 for your chance to win hundreds of dollars in prizes every week. The first one is a GoPro and my favorite business books. Walk me through real quick. I think I haven't seen anybody else do this like you've done it in terms of a set process for opening and closing a cart with real scarcity and real price increases. This was evident in May when you had a record month with an open and close cart strategy where you guys topped 500, almost over half a million dollars, which was amazing. Yeah. Why is this working so well where you always are increasing the price 100 bucks every quarter? Why is it working so well? Scarcity. There's no better word in sales, in my opinion, than scarcity. There has to be a reason that people are taking action now because if they don't take action now, they're never going to take action. So I put everybody's feet to the fire and I always say, listen, you're going to make two decisions today. One of two decisions. You're either going to choose to join Podcasters Paradise at the lowest price you're ever going to be able to join for lifetime access and with a 30-day completely money-back satisfaction guarantee or you're not going to. And later on, the price is going to be higher. Um, we are moving away from lifetime access to recurring. And you know that that 30-day money-back guarantee might not be there either. So I'm, I'm using scarcity at every step along the way and continuing to step up the price incredibly consistently, being very vocal about it so people know that, hey, this is something that's happening. And even though if I'm not ready to podcast now, but I think I might be in the future, let's just dive in because I know that right now I have lifetime access to the lowest price I'm ever going to get. Mm, wow. I remember th two or three years ago, you and I were on something called a mancation, which I am a little embarrassed <laughs> to admit. But yes, top tribe. It was called the mancation. You can harass us on Twitter if you'd like, but you know, keep it PG. John and Johnny I were Dumas. yeah. John and I were walking kind of through the woods with a big group. And I remember we sat down to just take a break or eat lunch. And I sat in a big pile of sap, which wasn't fun. And John told me oh, yeah. a little bit about his history and about what he was planning to do. And John, I want to ask you, you have amazing discipline and entrepreneur on fire. Do you credit that discipline and that thinking to your experience um, in the Army or in the armed forces? 100%. I mean, I can remember when I was 22 years old. I was like most 22-year-olds. I was partying in college. You know, all the focus was on keg stands and girls. I mean, that was it. <laughs> but then I graduated. You know, I was the first class to be commissioned as an officer post 9-11. So it was real deal, holy field. Like we knew that we were going to war. And so I, I went from 22 to 23. It was really like going from a boy to a man almost overnight. And then, you know, before I knew it, I was in charge of 16 lives, you know, 16 men and four tanks about to deploy to war. And by the way, the normal deployment time, you know, was nine months and we had three mm. months to do it. So we had to compress nine months of, you know, what would be a deployment into just three months. And it was at that time that not only did I grow up, but I said, man, there has to be systems that work. And I did the research, I read the books, I studied the, the best you know, that had done it, you know, all the way back to Eisenhower in World War II, and I came up with systems and plans, and we made it happen. And that gave me the confidence going forward that, hey, there is nothing that can't be done if you put your mind to it. Like Nathan, 
when I, I launched a seven day a week podcast, you know, good friends of ours, you know, Jamie Tardy and Cliff Ravenscraft, the, the killer podcasters, you know, they were saying, Hey, you can't do a seven day a week podcast. You're not going to have enough time. And, you know, I just launched today episode 1020, like wow. showing that it can be done seven days a week as possible if you have the discipline and the strategy. That's amazing. Well, John, I want to, you know, my dad was a veteran and then worked, fought in the Bay of Pigs and then worked in coal mines. So veterans hold a dear place in my heart. So I want to thank you for your service and just then articulate how amazing it's been to just watch you out execute everybody. It really is amazing. So Appreciate I, Yeah, of course. So I want to get into my favorite part of the podcast. Uh, John, you know what time it is? Game time. Dude, it's time for the Famous Five. <laughs> Are you ready? Oh, okay, cool. Here, here, <laughs> yes. here we go. Numero uno. What is your favorite business book? Favorite business book is The Slight Edge by Jeff Olson. Slight Edge by Jeff Olson. And would you recommend that for entrepreneurs that are already established or folks who are just beginning? Honestly, for both. But if you're just starting, it will show you that, hey, you might be frustrated that you don't feel like you're making a lot of progress. But if you're doing the little things right every single day, it will create something massive in the end. I love that. Okay, number two, which CEO are you following or studying right now? Elon Musk. I'm just super inspired by everything that he does. I just love his bigger picture of the world, his willingness to risk it all over. I mean, when you make fortunes like he's made and, and don't just like go buy an island in Bali and like retire, <laughs> but instead risk it again and again for the betterment of humanity. It's just amazing. I totally agree. And I'm, I, I'm waiting with eager eyes to see the next big risk that you jump into. I'm sure it's going to be exciting. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Number three, John, what's your favorite online tool like Evernote? As a podcaster, seven days a week, and I'm typically on between four to six other podcasts every week, combined with everything else that I do, I couldn't do it without an amazing scheduler tool. My favorite is called Schedule Once. I love it. I live by it. It's amazing. Got it. Schedulonce.com. And we'll link to that, guys, in the show notes at nathanlatka.com forward slash the top. John, you're a busy guy. You're super disciplined. Yes or no? Do you get eight hours of sleep every night? I am shutting the TV off if I'm watching TV that night um, by 9.15 p.m. I'm in bed by 9.30 with a goal of being asleep by 10 because I usually do, do like to read for half an hour because I need my seven plus because I do seven get up at 5.30 a.m. Yeah, so I, I'm, I'm off. I would love to get to eight and I often do, but I'm at least at seven plus every day. All right, wow. Amazing balance. It really is. Uh, Number five. Now you're, John, you're what, you're 32? Five. 35. Okay, great. 35. So if you wish your 20-year-old self, keg stands and girls back then, knew one thing, <laughs> <laughs> what would it be? Well, you know, I would tell my 20-year-old 20, 20 self to just party for the next two years, which I did. So I'll, I'll adjust the question a little bit <laughs> to 22 years old. And I would say at 22, I would just say, hey, just relax. Like, I feel like when everybody graduates college, they're just like so wound up like a ball. They're so stressed out that like the, their life has started that, you know, they're, they, they just, they need to start right now. They need to take the first job available. They need to dive in and just, and just work, work, work. And just relax. Like you're so young, you have so much time ahead of you and, you know, just take your time to find your groove into what you want to do. You know, instead of just grabbing that first job that could potentially suck, you know, the next five to 10 to your life away from you. So all the students listening right now, worried about the next exam, just tell your teachers, John Dumas said on the top, 
to just relax. <laughs> relax. <laughs> just relax. So, John, if people want to follow your journey, and it's already been exciting, and it's going to be more exciting in the future, but if they want to connect and follow you online, where's the best place to do that? All the magic happens at eofire.com. You have said that well over 1,021 times at, <laughs> by, by this point. It just, it's so polished. <laughs> it's amazing. eofire.com. So, John, from a 20-year-old who owned keg stands to rapid deployment going to war out of college in Afghanistan to extreme discipline and now a podcast that has over 1 million unique downloads a month and over $3 million in revenue on your podcast course, thank you for taking us to the top. Boom. Boom. You like that? Coming up in episode number 22, you are going to learn from Jamie Turner, who went from freelance college speaking at Emory University to $100,000 a year in speaking fees. This podcast is produced by Oration Recording and is sponsored by Eddie Communications and Roanoke, Virginia's Grandin CoLab, the premier workspace for entrepreneurs and growing companies. 